He will not be mocked. He will not be mocked. Don't touch me. He will not be mocked. The greatest deception here is this is not one nation under God. It never was. Had it been, it would not have been. No. It would not have been. Constitution would not have been written by Freemasons. They go against God. You cannot serve two masters. You cannot serve two masters. Praise be to God, Lord Jesus Christ. Scott Enster Network. Finishing off the Freemason curses, those things of our nation that have us in bondage and where it all came from, uh, in the opening show two, three, four, and this is the closing five. If you have not heard them, I recommend that. I also recommend going to my website at scottenser.org, downloading the Renouncing Freemason prayers. You'll see it at the white tabs at the top. Masonry is in all families. All nations. It's been around a very long time. It has a demonic root in offices of those of government, those of colleges, those of schools, and those of churches. So it's so ingrained that the United States is under a curse. Now, what you're hearing, and I want to go into a little more detail with Diane Reedy, uh, she was a house stenographer. Uh, or clerk of types of of Congress there, and that was taken when uh, they were voting. Now, um, as I get into uh, more about this, I want you to pay attention to what the media did with it and how they spend it, all right, because there was more actually said, and it didn't get documented. You didn't hear uh, what God had to say, but the congressmen did, and they were warned. Now, this is the end of it, of, of this again. So this is uh, classified as all other degrees. We did the 30, 31st, 32nd, 33rd Shriners and York Rite last week. The week prior to that, or the show prior to that, was the Holy Royal Arch Degree in the 18th. The second show was the Blue Lodge of 1, 2, and 3 degrees. And then, of course, the first show was the introduction, the history those things of Albert Pike. Now, <clears throat> again, if you're not that familiar with the Masonic Lodges and Freemasonry, you need to understand that they're in direct opposition to, to God. Now, the Constitution, George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, all the presidents all the way through are of those of the Masonics. They are the occult Many of them today, or those today, aren't even human, for that matter. And they certainly are not in their spirit. They are not of God. This nation is a bunch of wild dogs going around the world, supplying the Illuminati, the Zionists, with the ability to, to destroy, to steal, kill, and destroy. So we've taken over many nations. We've established bases everywhere. We have weapons, armament. We have the ability to disarm anybody, including the citizens of the United States. So just like any deception, you'll get everyone to go along, and then you find out that the whole thing was to take you out. So you were. So we've been assisting with our taxes. We've been keeping our mouth shut in the churches. We are every bit as guilty for the blood that has been spilt within the world as anyone else. Now, through the redemptive work of Jesus Christ, for those who believed on to him, those who have confessed, repented, renounced, asked for forgiveness, believing on to him, have come out. Now, the churches are full of those who are 
basically mocking God, mocking Jesus. Now, I, I also want to point out, too, as I go through this with the, with the Masons, they say God. You hear God all the time. Now, we also we, we need to understand that no one comes to God except through Jesus. So when they say God, they don't say Jesus. So you need to wonder, you need to ask yourself, what God are they talking about? If Jesus is excluded, and I've been to services, and recently, in the past couple months ago, well, actually it was still pretty cold then, but, you know, a whole hour went by, and, and Jesus was never mentioned once. And And as we're pointing out, that many of those who call themselves pastors, which should not be there, this is a capstone, this is a corporate, this is a CEO, this is a, a pyramid structure that is not of God, has, has nothing to do with the Word of God having a pastor. You've been brainwashed, you've been hoodwinked. That's what this whole thing's about, is to bewitch you into thinking one thing when it's another. You've bought into the lie. We're in the great deception we are here, ladies and gentlemen, and it is founded in Freemasonry, founded in the Cabal, going all the way back to Nimrod. Uh, the Freemasons established those th as a, as a uh, um, name at Solomon's Temple. The engineer, the, the one who did the drafting, the designing in geometry, one of the fifth science, designed the temple. And from that point forward, then indoctrinating the stone workers, hence Masons, then they have established the secret cult, which were the workers of the Illuminati. This whole thing has stages. And then we know Albert Pike was the master of those over Europe and the United States. Now, I want to get back to Diane Reedy. I want to play this again, if I can find it here. <clears throat> the... Um, what what she had done now let me let me point out that this woman's got more cojones than any so-called christian that i have ever met and what i mean by that is that she was told in her visions and dreams as as the holy spirit was coming to her that to go to the floor and warn the house the senate the congressmen, that they are being judged, God will not be mocked, okay? And in that uh, is their final warning. Now, this took place in October 2013, Diane Reedy. And by the way, her, her and her husband, with her testimony, are on YouTube. And then you can hear more about how the media spun that and, and did some audio bits bites that uh, that altered what really took place but we need to remember okay um in her interview with her husband you know about about god uh, will not be mocked we need to, to understand this is written three times okay luke matthew and mark luke 12 11 matthew 10 19 and mark 3 11 okay and we are also reminded as she states, too, a house divided will not stand. Okay, and and we see that in Mark three twenty five and Matthew twelve twenty two. So obviously, this is important for us to comprehend and understand that. So her warning to Congress, who's supposed to be a representation of the people, is get it together. God knows what's going on. You can't hide anymore. You've lied from day one. This nation's built on masonry. Everything that's in place in, in the executive branch, those things of Washington, those things of Congress, are a structure of pyramid. They've got nothing to do with the will of God. They, they, they were pretending, they were acting, but you see, as she mentions in here, you cannot serve two masters. You will either hate one and love the other, period. So if you serve both, you're lying. And since I went through the 33rd degree, that they confess on to that Lucifer is God. And, and as I get into this a little more, um, you'll see that everyone that calls themselves uh, of, of an of a order that they have the right to inject onto us their beliefs, 
that what this is is tyranny. We, we have been under tyranny from day one, okay, and I've got quite a bit here to go through. Now, um, what you heard when she said this, I'm going to play it in a second here, what you heard was actually her being escorted into the elevator in the hallway. What they showed you on TV, they, they took that sound bite in the hallway at the elevator and dubbed it on to what took place on the floor. So she, you'll see her if you look at the video, and some of it actually points her out where she's sitting, and she gets up very somber, very quietly, and migrates her way up to the floor where the microphone's at, where the speaker would be, and starts, you know, proclaiming what God had told her in her dreams and visions. Now, that God was coming to her over a long period of time. She just didn't get it and go do it. She wrestled with it. She fought with it. Because that's a big deal. To do what she did was huge. It was a it was a career breaker. Um and you know, so not everyone's going to be able to do that, and that's what I'm saying. She's she she's I got more belief in her than I do these morons who stand in front of you on Sunday and tell you lies. And that's a sad day, because that is out of order. Now, again, what you heard took place in the elevator. The media dubbed it. And the reason they did this is because what she said on the floor was more specific about the words of God being um, prophesied onto the Congress, to those people on the floor. And so they took her out, they took that audio out, and they injected it from the elevator, making it look like she was ranting and raving. That, that when you heard her, she was being escorted off. So then she was giving the last-ditch effort to speak her peace, to speak the mind of God. And what was said on the floor probably made their knees shake. Now, many you can hear some people mocking in there and everything else. Well, you know what? Uh, how about how about those who did that? How about we find out how they're doing right now? Uh, are they on stage four cancer? Did they commit suicide? Did their loved ones in their house die of drug overdoses? Have they gone through terrible things? I bet they have. God will not be mocked, and we are at the hour. So again, what she did, she was obedient. Because Jesus said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. And when God came to her to instruct her to do those things, she was obedient. So again, I have more belief and faith and, and admiration for her than I do any pastor. Because I, I, I'm tired of you people being sick. I'm tired of you being wounded and hurt. I'm tired of you perishing and committing suicide, of crying every day of not being able to be who God intended you to be because of these gutless, spineless, coward preachers. And that's what they are. They are liars, and many of them are masons. Now, getting back to a house divided, well, let me, let me play this here. I'm, I'm pretty worked up. I've been at this for a while, and, and as, uh, as I've been going through the rest of this, I just, was just angry. So here she is again. He will not be mocked. He will not be mocked. Don't touch me. He will not be mocked. The greatest deception here is this is not one nation under God. It never was. Had it been, it would not have been. No. It would not have been. Constitution would not have been written by Freemasons. They go against God. You cannot serve two masters. You cannot serve two masters. Praise be to God, Lord Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ. Boy, I tell you, that made the hair in my arm stand up. <clears throat> God bless you, Diane Reedy. I hope all's well. Um, for an update, when that took place, they ushered her to basically a psychiatrist. And it was a female psychiatrist who actually was a believer in Jesus Christ and gave her a clean bill of health and sent her home. They would have loved nothing more than to have put her in a padded room. 
Now, Abraham Lincoln, in June 16th of 1858, on the floor, actually talking uh, about the nation and those things of the Civil War as they were developing, that a house divided will not stand. Now, this was before the Republicans and Democrats. Now, you'll notice that as they established uh, the the order of things in, in uh, politics, that we have Republican and Democrat. So we're already divided. See, that, that was by design. You have the right left. You have, you know, what they call, you know, um, conservative and those of liberal. Now, obviously, people are going to be opinionated and have their own mind, but you need to remember that since we're already under a curse, and I mentioned about being hoodwinked, about the lies and the deception that come out of masonry, it was established. So the people never had the chance, and then the seminaries being uh, taken over or, or actually being assembled by them because that wasn't the order of things. You know, when, when Abraham Lincoln himself, now I'm not going to hold him up because there's some other stuff that he, he was involved in. But you need to remember when they, when they were studying and learning, the Bible is what they read. So they knew it forward and backward. And so what the Masons, what the, what the Cabal, what, what the Illuminists had to do is they had then to inject the false doctrines and get the people away from reading their Bible. And then they started in injecting, uh, bringing in textbooks, started rewriting history, started telling us things that were not true. And so that is America that has, that has been that way since the turn of the century. So we, we are in a deception. We are in a matrix. We are not anything that, we, that God would have wanted us to be. Now, we could have, okay, but through the lies and deception, through the curse of the Masons, we were in bondage. Now, those people who stepped out, those who were doing it, were silenced. Now, we need to remember in the book of Revelation, now, the other thing, too, is, is martyrdom martyrdom, that those who have been killed through the tribulation, through those things of, of revelation, that they're under the altar of God. And they cry out for, for, the, uh, for their blood to be satisfied, you know, in, in, in retaliation. And, in, and, you know, God tells them just to wait a little longer that, you know, he's going to take care of it. So I'm, I'm saying that those people who have been killed all the way back that have been murdered, who've been, who've been doing the works of the Lord, you know, like the prophets and those who were speaking for, for God, that, again, this has been taking place in America all along. And we see it today for those who come forth and, and try and show us on YouTube and alternate medias that they're being killed, they're being targeted, uh, whether it's psychotronic weapons, whether it's through... Um, you know, being taken somewhere and then reprogrammed, being, you know, SRA'd, that those, that there is going to be victory. At the end of the day, every knee shall bend, every head, sh head shall bow. And so I'm, I need to, to tell everyone in Congress and the House and the Senate and the executive branch, uh, your day's coming. Okay, liars will have their time in the lake of fire. Preachers, your time is coming. You will have your time in the lake of fire because you have lied to God's people. You have given them a doctrine of demons. You have given them man's traditions. You have told them things that are not true. And because of that, you've kept God's people in bondage. Now, church doctrines, again, come from those of the seminary, which were established by the Masons, founded in the Cabal, all the way back to the Illuminati. All right. Now, as as we move forth in these last days, we ourselves, who are professing bond servants of Jesus Christ, need to make a decision just how much how much we're going to to lay ourselves out. And 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 I'm saying this because many that are false converts. Many that are only in name only, uh, you will fall. 
because your heart's not in the right place. You did not humble yourself. You did not become as little children. You believed in man's doctrine. You, you have bought the lie. You, you, you think you're going to be raptured out of here. You think that God has chosen you and only you as a frozen, chosen individual. Your love has waxed cold. The very nature of who you are is evil. And Jesus will say, away from me, I did not know you. Because for those who keep his commandments and those who, who in their faith do the works, now remember, we're not saved by works. We believe unto Jesus Christ. But those that keep his commandments, those are his works. And in those works, in our faith, because we love Christ, we move forth. Okay? It goes around and around. And if you take one of those elements out, it crumbles and it falls. And, and the exact opposite of faith is fear. And if you fear to stand up for Jesus, then when you lose your life, you will lose it to the second death. If you lose your life in the name of Jesus, with the faith given to you, you will save it. And in your faith, you will move forth and do the works. And you'll find that everything in the Masons are, are trying to focus you onto Lucifer, trying to deny the deity of Jesus Christ and his redemption work on the cross, and even those of mockery of the communion. And this is an abomination. And those who have been involved in it, those who have not repented, renounced, and asked for forgiveness, and confessed their sins, because we are to do that to one another, they will experience the second death. Now, as I've done all the others, I want to get into all the other degrees. Now, that involves all the lodges, okay, and all the secret societies, like even those of Skull and Bones, Prince Hall which Obama is associated with. Mormonism is another form of Mason. Okay, Joseph Smith was a Mason. All the things that take place within the temples are those of the ceremonies of the Masons. Okay? Oddfellows. We even have an Oddfellows right here in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. I drive past them all the time. Buffaloes, Druids, Foresters, Orange. Hmm, well, that's interesting. Elks, Moose, Eagles, when we've talked about that. Now, they may not be as in, 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 you know, involved as those of the Masonic Lodge, but they certainly have their order. They have their oaths, and the people that bump elbows in these things are those of the Lodge. Okay, It's a way of, of reaching out uh, and, and casting a net to those to bring people in. And then, of course, we know Albert Pike of the Ku Klux Klan, um, I've, I have worked with people, uh, one individual in particular who actually joined it and actually was there with the Grand Wizard in Arkansas, and he was one of the most infected uh, individuals I've ever seen with demons. I mean, really bad. Um, so, and, and you may have heard of the Grange, okay? I'm just going to keep going here. The Woodsmen, Woodsmen of the World, Riders of the Red Robes, Knights of the Pythons, Mystic Order of the Veiled Prophets of the Enchanted Realm, there's a tongue twister, Woman's Order of the Eastern Star, White Shrine of Jerusalem, okay, now you need to remember that in Jerusalem, in Israel, that the Masons have been established a long time, they have uh, their, their regular meetings, they also have a yearly meeting where all the top dogs, so to speak, come there to get their marching orders, okay? Now, International Order of Job. These are for girls, okay? Daughters, <clears throat> Job's daughters, and the rainbow, okay? Then, of course, we have the DMLA for the boys. Now, I want to confirm again to everyone that in this, that this isn't just paganism. This is Luciferianism. This is worshiping Lucifer. This is, this is bowing down to him. This is renouncing Jesus Christ. This is, this is rejecting God and his commandments. Because we are told not to be involved in such things. We are told to actually expose these things. Okay? Now, as, as you go through 
those uh, listing here for the renouncing of the Freemasons, when you get into the symbolism section towards the last part, it's the last page or two, you've seen in here what's called the first tracing board, the second tracing board, and the third tracing board. Now, in this, you're, you're doing your renouncing, okay? Well, what is a tracing board? Ba basically, it's a picture. It's a drawing. It's for the instruction in teaching. So you'll have uh, the 3D images of the hall, like the checkered, black and white checkered. Uh, you'll have the pillars. You'll have the, the stars and the moons and east and west and all these different things that have a symbolism, and they use them as teaching aids. So as you're looking onto them, you're getting a mental picture, okay, ingraining into your mind a visualization of, of the occult and what they're doing. This is one of the reasons this is so dangerous and why they've brought it up to renounce it, okay? This, uh, it's, a, it's an aid uh, for, for that. Now, the other is the point with the circle, those of the piercing eye, these are four things to keep you in bondage. Now, the winking eye, the, the missing eye, the eye of Horus, you know, the, the all-seeing eye, this is all affiliated, all tied with it, okay? Now, with that also comes the, the phallic or the phallus symbol, the worshiping of it, okay, like a church spire, that thing of the Washington Monument. These are all tied together. That's why these things are all brought out as a finalization to renounce, because these are so ingrained in today's churches. It's ingrained into as what America is, the Washington Monument, for instance, those things that you see, the spires on, on churches. Now, <clears throat> um, even Julie's even mentioned about the black and white checker floor. Now, <clears throat> this in these images, you know, duality, those things that are uh, uh, of of good or bad, black and white, one or the other, to to pick sides, a separation, those of defilement. These are again a mental picture, defining that there is one thing or another, and that in it you make a choice. Now, again, the Holy Spirit's there to help you make the right choice, to bring you out of this. And so in order to continue on such things in these degrees, then your conscience is seared. You're turned over to your sins. You are now separated from God. You have rejected Jesus Christ. You are cursed. It's one of the reasons this country is in the shape that it is. And so whenever you hear of someone that's stating their 31, you know, 32nd, 33rd degree, Shriners, and so forth, these are, these are people who have bowed down to Lucifer, who have hailed Baphomet, those of, of, of double sex, okay, male, female, and one, which is an atrocity, which is an abomination, stating that God is both, when in reality it's not the case. Okay, women come from men, the rib, and then women, and then men are born of women. Okay, that's the order of things in Genesis as we see. And so you can see the corruption in this. Okay? Now, as I talked about uh, uh, Solomon's temple, the symbol G, now those things also of, of Yahweh, those of, of you know, trying to, to make them God, again, the question is, what God? Okay, again, the G for whether it's geometry or Yahweh or those things of the fifth science, this was established from Solomon's Temple. I can't, again, the lead engineer that then started this whole thing and this, this recognition. Um, oh, the other, the other thing, too, um, with the floor, with the, with the red, uh, uh, black and white checkered floor, uh, it's the, the surrounding is tasseled. Now, that bordering is also an indication of royalty, and then you'll note that the United States flag has that around it as well, and I, and I talked about admiralty, the admiral flag, and again, that is tied with the, with the British. All right, so again, trying to, to give an image of one thing when in reality it's of another, okay, as, as Julie was talking about the esoteric issues here. Now, 
when when that is done, then there's when they talk about the G or God or Yahweh or whatever, they're referring to, as I mentioned before, the great architect of the universe, which is in fact Lucifer. Okay, well, Lucifer is not the architect. He did not design. He is a corrupter. Okay, Jesus is the designer. Okay, now in that, they continue on to to state that Lucifer is the morning star, the shining one, when in reality it is not. That Jesus, reminded to us in Revelation 22:16, Jesus is the bright and morning star. So again, there's a corruption, there's a replacement. You see how this all comes together? This is a masonry. So how can this be of God? Now you know why Diane was giving the word that she did on the, on the floor, the, the, the house stenographer. Okay? Now along with this, as we've seen on the dollar bill, uh, the all-seeing eye. Now when I pray for people, I close that third eye. And in that closing of the third eye, then I'm restoring them back to the mind of Christ because in your cult worship, in your witchcraft, in your divination, those things of necromancy, those things of clairvoyance, those things of, of reaching out into the spirit world, what you're going to do is you're going to be getting your knowledge from demons. And so the, your pineal gland, just like those things represented from the Vatican, from the Catholic Church, you know, something looks like a pine cone, that in that connection you've opened up your mind to the spirit realm. You've, you've, you've rejected the Holy Spirit, and now you're hearing from demons. And again, this is where clairvoyance comes from. Now, um, many people who think that they hear from God have not had the third eye closed. Many people who think they hear from the Holy Spirit are actually hearing from demons. And I'm sorry, hate to be the bearer of bad news, but it's pretty much across the, t the table. Now, some of you do hear from the Holy Spirit, but then again, you get a corruption with demons. And so now you're double-minded. You're confused. You've made decisions. You've done things where one time proved out. The next time you didn't test the spirit, the next time you didn't uh, go and verify it uh, as a good Berean, the word of God, and then you went down the wrong road. And then what did you do? You blamed God for where it went wrong. How could you have done it, you know, told me to do one thing one time, and then it didn't work the next? Well, that's because you fell for it, okay? We need to test the spirit. We need to be walking in the spirit. And that you can, now, I'm talking about the Holy Spirit, okay? When people are walking in the spirit, and they haven't been through deliverance, especially those that go to these churches that are, you know, doing all this crazy uh, fire uh, tunnel and, and the kundalini transferring of spirits and, and all this charismatic, you know, garbage, um, being slain in the spirit. Ladies and gentlemen, you need to remember, when they, when, when they went to grab Jesus, when Judas brought them, and, and he stated his name, I am he, they fell back on their rear ends. But those who come before the Lord fall on their faces. Do you understand the difference now? And for anyone that denies that, for anyone that does not get it, then you've got a demon in your brain that needs to come out. And the problem is, most of you, because of the pride, will not do that. Ladies and gentlemen, we are at a very, very critical time. And the amount of confusion, the amount of rebuking, the, the amount of denying uh, those that are in a bondage because their third eyes open or they've got lying, deceiving spirits and, and antichrist spirits that they believe those they do, they do not believe the words that we tell them. I, have, I get people coming to me and I'll tell them what to do and they don't they don't do it. And, and then maybe they'll go off to somebody else and that other person or, or so-called ministry didn't even use the word Jesus and they come back with a lot more demons and they're a lot worse shape. So it is, is a, it, to come with a repentant heart, to, to humble ourselves, to come before the Lord, to come down on our faces, to come at the altar and weep and cry and ask for forgiveness. That's where Jesus wants us. Do you understand that? So if, you, if you're looking for a high, then go smoke a joint. 
because if you're going to get a high off the off the altar of the church that's loaded with demons, then then you've got a euphoric demon, you've got a hallucination demon, you've got one that is probably going to uh, cause you to to fall into uh, iniquity and immorality. Okay, and and that happens a lot. All right. Now with with this with the all seeing eye. Again, they they then bring up the mockery of the communion, because now you've elevated Lucifer. Now you've connected into him through the third eye, and now through the mockery, that just as we read in Corinthians, that many are weak, sleep, and sleeping among you, and because you've mocked the communion, those things that were to be were, when you came and humbled yourself. When, when you repented, when you confessed it, when you, when you did this, you know, before your brothers so that they could hear your sins, and, and, and then to, to take, you know, the, the, to, to break bread and drink the wine in remembrance of Jesus, that what they're doing here is they're mocking that. And in that, you are cursed by God. Now, in these curses also is is mocking the redemptive work of Jesus Christ. This is absolutely blasphemy. It actually breaks my heart to hear this because people are going to experience the second death, those who call themselves Christians. Now, in this, because of the Antichrist, brings the curse of unbelief, the curse of confusion, the curse of depression, and then even making you a liar, okay? Now, when, when they go to the next step on this, then what they're saying is that man is, is not sinful, just imperfect, and that he can redeem himself. Well, that's a lie. You cannot redeem yourself. You, you believe onto Jesus Christ, and I mentioned that earlier. And then in our love and in our faith, we continue the commandments, the works. Do you understand that? You have to, that is your order of things. That is the great commission of Jesus Christ. <clears throat> now, again, your salvation is by believing on to Jesus. No one comes to the Father except through Christ. Now, in, in this, in the belief that man can redeem himself, brings a curse of fear. And when you have fear, then you've opened the door to insanity demons. You open the door to the anguish of a broken heart. You've put a death wish on yourself and your family because you've cursed your family. Those things, the sins of the father, will be visited onto the third and fourth generation. Now, in these insanity, bringing pain and suffering and anguish, then we see suicide because you've lost hope. You've lost sight. You're no longer in Christ. You no longer have the covering. You're no longer uh, under Psalm 91. Now, you're angry at God. You believe that God has forsaken you. You believe that God turned his back on you. That is not the case. Lucifer has lied to you. He has deceived you. He has put you into a bondage of the very curses that I just said that leaves you into absolute hatred of God. And when you hate God, since we are made in his image, then you will hate yourself, which is the exact opposite of what we're called to do. We're called to love ourselves. We're called to love ourselves because we are a representation of God. We're not, I'm not talking about being one where you raise yourself up. That's not what it means. We need, we need to understand who we are. We need to understand that we have worth, that we are treasured, we are loved by the Most High God, and that he sent his Son in order to redeem us. All right? Now, when you have this type of hatred, you also have murderous thoughts. And Jesus tells us that even to think on such things, you have committed murder. 
And if you do not repent, you do not forgive, God will not forgive you, and you will be held accountable, and you will experience the second death. Now, in these murderous thoughts brings revenge. We are told not to pay evil for evil. Retaliation, we are told not to pay evil for evil. Okay? Now, in that, because of our separation, our conscience being seared, and that we now live and dwell in hatred, which is demons, we're full of demons that hate. They hate you, and they're gonna, when they're done with you, they're going to get rid of you brings in spiritual apathy. Where do you, what do you see in the churches today? Spiritual apathy. That is a curse, ladies and gentlemen, comes right from Freemasonry. The Masons who found the church, those, those of the seminaries, those of the, of the United States churches, that they are not the house of God. They are not the church of Jesus Christ. They are a doctrine of demons. They are a house of iniquity. They are those of an abomination. They are not doing the works of Jesus Christ. They are not doing the Great Commission. They are not doing those things they are told. They have rejected. They are, they are literally like a, a, I don't even want to say the word. What they are doing to Jesus Christ, that Jesus weeps. God weeps. Because, you see, when you do an abomination, when, when you grieve the Holy Spirit, when you reject what God is doing for you, then you have rejected what Jesus did on the cross. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? I believe what they say. But at that point in time, the sins of the world was upon Jesus that God himself could not even look upon him. Now, through that, when he died and he descended down, he took back the keys of death and hell. He rose again to be at the right hand of the Father. He will return. And while he's gone, he said he must leave that another come, the Holy Spirit. And in that time, we do the works until his return the works until his return. What part of that do we not understand? Cast out demons, heal the sick, set the captives free, restore sight to the blind, have the lame walk, preach the gospel, make disciples of all men. It's that simple. And expose evil. Now, when you have spiritual apathy, you have false religions. Do you see the order of things? That's how false religions come in. Because now you believe on to something else. Because the true things of walking in the Spirit, you reject. And because you reject them, you reject Jesus Christ. You reject the Holy Spirit. You grieve the Holy Spirit. Now, with this is an unbelief of the truth. And we're told by God that it is truth that sets us free. So obviously we're in bondage. Obviously we're under a curse. And a curse is those things defined by something that keeps happening over and over again that brings no relief, brings no glory, brings nothing for life. It brings death, destruction. Okay, we see that in Apollyon. We see those things uh, of that old serpent, the dragon. Those that go around to steal, kill, and destroy. You know, um, if, if if you have artifacts within your house that belong to your great grandfather, your, your your grandfather, your father, maybe you were a mason once. Maybe you are now, and, and you're coming out. If you are, I know life isn't working well for you. Because as we said earlier, you cannot serve two masters. And just like the gentleman, several years ago, as I was walking through the foyer at a church, someone stopped and had me come over and said, Would you pray for this guy? He's having all kinds of problems. And so I 
I didn't really pray, but I got a word of knowledge. I, I kind of walked around him, and I, and I turned and I looked up at him. I'd never seen this guy before, and I go, who's the Mason? And he looked at me a little perplexed, and he said, well, I am. I said, you are? He said, yeah, I, I joined him a little over a month ago, maybe two months ago. I said, well, when did all this stuff started? He said, about a month ago. I said, well, sir, um, you know, I started to explain to him, and then we ushered him off into a room, and I started praying over him, and he started manifesting. And these were, the, this, this particular demon was like some kind of squid, something that had tentacles that literally were shoving up his nose, and the stench of death of rotting flesh was on the other end of that. And his home and his children were terrorized by demons that were running back and forth on the floor. His own wife was being sexually assaulted in her bed, in their bed. He was being terrorized to the point that his teeth were chattering, his knees were knocking, and he was near death. In a very short period of time, he was ready to, to put a bullet in his head. Now, he did, he was someone who believed in Jesus Christ, he had professed it, and through his ignorance of not really truly understanding what the Masons were, entered into with the camaraderie and the fellowship. And as I mentioned in the very beginning, the oaths that you take, Jesus said, let your yes be yes and your no be no, anything other than that comes from Satan. And in that was the first door opened up that since he was somebody who who professed and believed on to Jesus Christ, they came at him like a banshee. And it was definitely a, a, a God-ordained moment for me to intervene for this man. And I think I did three, three sessions. I brought this particular paper we've gone through here, and I had him renounce and confess and, and all of that. And... Then later on, I came to the realization that the church that I was assisting in, that it too was full of Masons. And when he had come to one of the services, he looked like a ghost, and he got up and he left, and I never saw him again. And it took me a while to realize that he had actually seen the very Masons that were in the services and the ceremonies of the rituals that he had taken place and was wondering why uh, this was this was happening. That's why he was so perplexed about it. And I didn't understand at the time. I didn't quite get it myself. This was quite a few years ago. So if you have artifacts, if you have objects in your home that are those of the occult symbols, those like a Masonic Bible, rings, jewelry, the cap, the hats like of the Shriners, aprons, compass, square, blindfolds, any, anything of this nature, uh, e even even if even if they were um, one that did surveying, okay, did did you know that every square foot of this country was surveyed by Mason surveying equipment, thirty three links to make a foot. In the foot of the thirty three, you get you get parcels. You get acres, you get miles, all based on 33. And so this nation is mapped in 33. And so this is what they used originally to, to lay out the United States. And so can you say Lewis and Clark? They were Masons, and they established it as they went all the way to the West Coast and came all the way back. And it's one of the reasons that Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, is in the shape that it's in, because this area was one of the well-known areas for the Lewis and Clark. Now, if you have such things, you need to destroy them. You need to get rid of them. You need to confess that you even have them. You need to repent for having them. You need to renounce them. You need to ask for forgiveness and destroy them. Now, Many of you haven't been through proper baptism, so I would recommend that. I recommend that you get into some heavy prayer. You get delivered if you can, but make sure that in this 
getting rid of all this stuff that any retaliation, ambush, or sabotage from the demons that you put on the forearm of God is very crucial, is very critical that you do this. Now, in, in your obedience, you're keeping the commandments. You're keeping the Great Commission. You're keeping those things that show ourselves approved. Now, by standing up and combating this, by, by confessing it and exposing it and renouncing it, you are systematically, like with, a, with an ice pick, and you're chiseling away the ice that is encapsulated, that has encased, that has put you in bondage. And with that chipping away, as it all comes down, as it melts away from the warmth and the love of Jesus Christ, then you are brought back into relationship because you have shown your works. You have shown your duty. You have shown your love of Jesus Christ because you have kept those things that he has told you to do. And without them, without them, you are not in relationship. Now, many of you are sick. Many of you have been beat up so bad that you're limping along and that you're you're relying on you know others that's that's exactly where where God wants you. There was a time that I went through some very horrible things that's what brought me into this ministry. I had to renounce, I had to confess, I had to ask for forgiveness, I had to go through deliverance, and I went through baptism. I rededicated myself. And in that, as this stuff was being taken off of me like onions being peeled back down to that root, then there was no more legal right. There was no more generational curse. There was no more soul ties bound to ungodly people, demonic soul ties. There was no more tethering. There was no more silver cords. There was no more that kept me in bondage. And with this, as it lifted off of me, with the words of knowledge, with those of discernment and wisdom, because now my mind was becoming the mind of Christ. I was a new wine and new wineskins. I was putting off the old man and putting on Jesus Christ. And in re by receiving him who lives in me, then that love that grows, that relationship, because there's nothing, nothing more incredible then when I have somebody come into this office, man or woman, doesn't matter, and they didn't know their father, their earthly father, their, their dad, they didn't know their mother, and I either have a female stand in the gap, and then I myself uh, stand in proxy of the earthly father, and I lay hands on them. I usually get a, a blanket or something to put around them that they can feel that bundling, just like they were a newborn, right? And in that is, is just a time that the Holy Spirit comes in because we're literally yielding ourselves to him. Okay, we're, we're allowing, inviting the presence of the works of Jesus Christ, of the healing power and the deliverance that comes to all of us for those who believe onto, for those who repent, for those who humble themselves and become as little children. And by this, then those hurts and those wounds, those fracturings, those things of fragmentation, those things that the devil has done to try and cause you to be something other than what God wanted you to be, has called you to be, then these things are removed. They are ripped out. They are taken out. And then the ministering, as it comes in, the love is restored. So for the first time, many people feel the Father's love. They couldn't because of the earthly father did not give it to him, so they never knew it. There was such a separation of the two. Now, this is what the Masonic Lodge, the Masons, want you to do with your spouse, gentlemen. They want you to be encapsulated in that block of ice and that your wife does not have an ice pick. She can't get to you. And in that coldness then those things are not brought to an understanding. 
when 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 you are cold to somebody, when you are not kind to somebody, when you are not loving to somebody, you are what? You are rejecting them. Now, you need to remember in Galatians it's very clear that those who will not repent, we rebuke them. But Paul reminds us that without love, we are a clanging symbol. So it is that discernment through the Holy Spirit that guides us, that tells us what we're supposed to do in the order of things. Again, God's a God of order, not a God of disorder. That each individual case of an individual that you're working with, that each one is specific. Each one is to be handled with kick gloves. Now, I've been asked you know, to write things out about how to pray, and I've done that in the back of my books, in the back of the chapters. But I have learned over the years that there is no formula. Of course, there are those things that will always rear their ugly head because Satan is not uh, uh, that artistic, though he, he has done a, quite a job over the thousands of years. Um, he has a tendency to repeat himself. So I will see things that are familiar. I will see those things that are uh, similar, and I will go after them. But there's always a unique case with an individual that when they come to Christ, that only Christ will heal them. That one word that a parent said when they were five, that horrible thing that a spouse did that showed them that they were not loved by the one they loved, the breaking of the heart of those of divorce when they were a child that their parents went in separate ways, or a molestation, those things that, that dirtied a child, the, the words of the perpetrator, what they said to him, that no one will love you now that, I've, that this has happened because this is your fault. No, it was not their fault. They believed onto a lie, and now they have toxic shame. So Jesus comes in and gets all of this out of you. He gets it all out of you. And then as he ministers to you, he builds you up. He strengthens you. So where there was fear, there's now courage. Where there was confusion, there's now wisdom and discernment. Where there was hatred, there's now love. And I assure you that everything in this Masonic Luciferian doctrine is that an exact opposite of God. And Diane, the house stenographer, who bravely and obediently went up before men and proclaimed over them the words of the Lord spoken to her, she is a modern-day prophet. And I know that there are many crowns waiting for her in heaven. So the question is, ladies and gentlemen, how many crowns do you have waiting for you? Are you doing what God has called you to do? Are you obedient in showing your love of Jesus Christ? Because I could assure you that this woman, Diane Reedy, and what she did, Jesus will say, well done, good and faithful servant. I'm going to close out with playing this again because it, it just literally... Um, how can you not love this woman? And she's a very attractive woman. Obviously, with the position that she had, she's very intelligent and well-schooled. And who, who else was like that? Paul. Paul was very intelligent and well-schooled. He was the perfect man to show that they're not only in, in, in the um, man's view and man's education, that there is a spiritual side because in our in our actions of spirit that we become in relationship with God. So as I call this out, I want everyone to understand that you need to renounce, you need to repent, you need to confess, you need to ask for forgiveness. Jesus did it for you. Now it's your turn. And for those who do not believe in that, then you believe you are without sin. And then God calls you a liar because you are with sin. All right. Good night, everyone, and I'm going to close out with this. He will not be mocked. He will not be mocked. Don't touch me. He will not be mocked. The greatest deception here is this is not one nation under God. It never was. Had it been, it would not have been 
No. It would not have been. Constitution would not have been written by Freemasons. They go against God. You cannot serve two masters. You cannot serve two masters. Praise be to God, Lord Jesus Christ. God bless you, Diane Reedy, and good night, everyone.